I love her. I love her very much. I've never had a feeling oh, like shut this. Up. And speaking of love, weren't you and I going to talk about that today? Yes, we were. But, well, couldn't you manage to arrange your time so you could have a little fun, too? Welcome to BombCom, the podcast about the romantic comedies that you love to hate and hate to love. I'm Kat. And I'm Molly. We'd like to acknowledge that the recording of this podcast takes place both in the region of Peel, which is part of the treaty lands and the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And Ottawa, which was built on unceded Anishinaabe Algonquin Nation territory. Oh. And we got we all got on this call at 7.50. And it's now quarter to nine. Bro. <laughs> We're just starting recording. Time is a construct, bro. Fuck that. I heard it's a flat circle. Yeah. Flat circler. <gasps> What's up? Uh, guys, welcome back. We discovered today that we both have crippling mental illness and before we before we started recording we were very funny so sorry we didn't get that for you but we also discovered that cat is a busty asian beauty <laughs> and then what did we discover about you that i can't take care of myself that you should not have children <laughs> at this moment in time yeah i'm probably just stick to the house plants and the the dog who like the dog comes to me and puts his little feet on my legs when it's time to eat it's great it's like houseplants can't remind you when they need to be watered but dogs mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. houseplants awesome. and dogs is like enough already that's it yeah that's and then you're telling me i'm supposed to add a human life into that equ- equation bro the way that i spiral when i start thinking about all the things that we're supposed to be good at because like okay if, First off, imagine being, like, adequate at taking care of your, like, basic needs. Mm. Like, say say that you are the kind of person who wakes up at the same time every day, gets the right amount of sleep every night. You eat three square meals a day, and those meals all include, like, protein, like, roughage and, and all the things <laughs> that you're supposed to have. And then, like, you know, you do, I don't know, work out three, three times a week, something like that. You do all the things that, like, the generic randomized sim version of a person is supposed to do yeah okay and then on top of that there's all of these like i'm just gonna say one word and you're gonna immediately know why i spiral skincare ah enough skincare hair care cleaning your house taking care of like people around you being good at your job not just like adequate but like good and then there's like you've got friends you've got family you need to maintain those relationships it's exhausting being a person it's absolutely exhausting and then on top of the basic human needs that we're supposed to do to keep ourselves alive and also keep ourselves like presentable in this dude capitalist society that values only young women ha- young hairless women's bodies yep. <laughs> ageless women's bodies yeah, yeah we have to do all of this stuff that's like super hard and then we have to pretend like it's it's like no work at all no. oh my god what like i didn't even i didn't even like restrict my diet or like work out super hard to get this body i'm just like this like why are you but why? then but then like on top of that on top of all the basic human needs that apparently we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be enriching our lives with art music bro movies reading guys you know what's sounding real good right now what 
existing in Victorian times and just being as a nervous woman, just being sent away to the seaside to Brighton or something with like some heavy meds that are now illegal and just being sent off and be like, yo, you need some air. Mm. Like, you know how they would always say that? Mm. They'd be like, oh, she needs to go to the seaside for like the seaside air. And it's like, oh yeah, raw. Like, I don't know what that means, but like I'll go for sure. And like wear like little stripy pinafore pants. Yeah. Maybe read, wear those tiny little dark glasses that they always have. That's how you know a character is troubled. Yeah, that's sounding real good right now. You know what? Sometimes in the evening, I look at the little the little guy on the box of Sleepy Time Tea, and I'm just like, that's looking real good right now. That's real. I'm real jealous of his sleep cap. Yeah, I also yeah. want to be in the Victorian time when um, I could just go to the doctor so he can jerk me off, and then I will be cured. <laughs> like, that's medical treatment. <laughs> Bro. They'll be like... You need a you need a wank and a laudanum. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the nurses, I feel like that would be so common back in the day. The nurses and doctors would just have a code word for it. Like give her give her a number three. Like you just came up to the bar. Yeah. A one, two, three. <gasps> That's a good visual joke. I wish the people Thank you. <laughs> I wish I wish this was a that. visual medium. What I did dear listeners is i did my pointer finger my middle finger and my pinky finger as others would call it the shocker shocker really nowhere i was gonna say it's either i want to be in like victorian times where we just uh, uh, crazy overwhelmed anxiety ridden women just get sent off to the ocean yeah. <laughs> into the ocean i would love that i would love to be sent into the ocean to live with them yeah the mer people or the villain in the new black panther movie because he's fucking hot okay i haven't seen it but i mean like based on what you just said i'm already like on board okay i Should just I google him yeah google him <gasps> wait so- a second i think is he the little fish man the little um uh, you on. saying the little fish man the- is making me think of the shape of water <laughs> yeah no not Okay, wait. Not um, Doug Jones. What am, I, what, am I, what am I search parameters here? Uh, new Black Panther movie? New Black, Black Panther, Panther villain. villain. Namor? Namor? Yes. Look how hot. Ooh. Right? <gasps> um, hello? <laughs> Yo. Yo, strike two. Black Panther with their villains, they really hit it out of the park because Smash and Smash. Yeah. Movie like number who? one, movie number two. Excuse Are, me, what so, side so am I So you're telling me this guy is not... This, yeah, I was going to say, you're telling me this guy's not the protagonist? He is not, ma'am. Hello. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hello. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to go see this movie, but. Yeah, you should watch it. Um. Yeah. So I would either like to be sent off into the ocean or just live underground as a mole person. Dude. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. You, I'm in. Say no Let's more. Let's live in the sewers. <laughs> Dude, there was this, I was watching this um program the other day about this like underground, underground like city in the, in the desert somewhere. Whoa. Cappadoc- Tell me more. I'm going to do it as a topic. It's in, it's in Turkey. Oh yeah. You absolutely should. Or have me, or better yet, <gasps> don't look it up and You're then right. have me on a new, have me back on an episode right. and I'll, Sorry. I'll talk about it because it's fascinating. There's so much. Uh, it's called Darren Kuyu. It's an underground city in Turkey. And it is so fascinating. Cool. I guess I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> I'll save it. But for sure, have me on. Your last few episodes of You Should Check Out have been very good. I've been like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I like you guys, I guess. 
Wow. And the last episodes were really good. It was interesting and like good. Like I like sometimes I've heard a little bit of what you guys are talking about, but the last few episodes it was completely blank slate. Wow. Except for the House of the Dragons one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. That's very much appreciated. Um, thank you to all our fans. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you we've fans. been feeling the same way that. Because, like, you and I talked about how coming back from, like, our big hiatus was um, really good and refreshing. And it was nice to kind of be Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, I'm so glad that we're back to this and we're feeling refreshed and blessed and a little less stressed. Highly favored. And highly favored. Mm -hmm. But, dear listeners, you are uh, catching us at a time where we are overall fine, but an underlying kind of state of stress because sometimes... We're like fine and then we start to think about all of the things that we have to do in a day and all of the things we have to do to keep us alive and smooth and Aye. functioning and pretty. And um, it's a lot, my guy. Yeah. But yeah, um, if that ain't the truth. Uh, we're not here to dwell on it for too long. We're here to talk about some romantic comedies. Yeah, dude. Molly, what movie Can are you here to um, talk about? Oh, yeah, what? Sorry. Great segue that, into telling what the what this episode is about, which is the the Princess Bride. Mm. Amazing, one of my favorite movies of all time. Actually, I, what I was going to ask is, can I dedicate this episode? Yes, you can. Okay, fabulous. I would like to dedicate this episode to Johnny. If you're listening, hi. This is one of our favorite movies that we've watched since we were kids. And I know he loves this movie, and I know he listens to every episode, so this (gasps) one goes out to you, Johnny. Oh, my God, John. Hi, Johnny. Yeah. I didn't know he listened to every episode. Yeah. He's our, like, number one fan. Oh, my God. Amy and him. Yeah. Or he and Amy. Sorry for all the English majors out there. (laughs) I I was vibrating with anger. You were about to turn into Nicki Minaj in that one song. Is this what I get for putting you bitches on? (laughs) Oh, my God. She's shaking. Cat, please. Please, deep breaths. (laughs) I would also like to do a little dedication. The first one being to your sister, Amy McAlee. To Amy McAlee, who first showed me this movie like 10 years ago in her all-girls dorm. I think this is the same night that you and I met. I remember that night, but as if it were a dream because it was i was so so tired also it was a wonderful moment and so you know in in the kind of disney sense of oh it was dreamlike that mm-hmm. was good too mm-hmm. it was very nice to meet you for the first time ever <laughs> so like amy and i had known each other since um before even our first year of university we met at our frosh and she had found i can't even remember i think this was first or second year i had told her that i'd never watched the princess bride and she was like this can't will not stand that sounds right yeah dragged me to an hmv where she was like actually i need a copy bought the dvd for like ten dollars yep. and then we went back to her dorm she brought me back to her place and then i met her <laughs> sister and you were very like you were in the middle of um the fashion program at ryerson and you were like stressed <laughs> and very tired and what i remember because i had heard a lot about you at that point and then i remember meeting you and you had big thick white glasses on <laughs> and i was like wow <laughs> Yeah, I thought I did something. I thought I was high fashion. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. I was just like, whoa, I've ne- no one in my life at that point was wearing thick white glasses. It was the opposite. It was thick rimmed black glasses. So I was like, wow, this is a mm. trendsetter. No wonder she's in school for fashion. I was very impressed. And then 
and then you were just very stressed and sleepy and not that you like gave a bad impression but definitely when we went back to amy's room she was like she's tired (laughs) i was like yeah no no big deal and then we sat on her little bed and watched the princess bride on her laptop Mm -hmm. so this episode is dedicated to amy and then this episode is also dedicated to uh my boyfriend ian because he loves this movie he grew up with this movie and i'm about to rip it to shreds <gasps> oh no oh no 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 wait i was gonna ask how was it watching it with him because i think that when we were discussing what we were going to review for this episode you were like oh ian will love this yeah so he loves this movie i think it's like a big nostalgic thing for him where he like grew up with it yeah he loves it it's very funny i Listen, I like this movie, okay? Do people think I will love it more than I do? Yes. Because everyone's like, you're going to love The Princess Bride. And I do. I like it. But when I watched it again yesterday, it's a hard watch for me only, mainly because, (gasps) mainly because I really don't like Buttercup. And I don't buy into this love story. And... I just don't like that aspect. Everything else, all the comedic parts, for the most part, I really like. I cannot deal with the love story here. Really? Yeah. So now hold on a sec, because I know that you would subscribe to the farm boy, Mm. farm boy. Now, I feel like the setup is good for you. The setup is great. Yes. I don't know if it's the dialogue or the execution of it. I think it's a lot to do with the dialogue. But then also just like, I don't like the dialogue that Buttercup has. Hmm. I don't like that she doesn't seem to have much agency. And like, that's a very hard thing for me to watch. Especially like in the scenes where they're walking through like, what is it called? The fire swamp. And she just stands back as he's doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little frustrating in, in, in on my last watch. I'm not going to lie. She's literally, she's not even like stressed about it. He's fighting, Wesley's fighting this monster in the forest, trying to like save her butt and his own at the same time. And she, you see her like off to the side and she's kind of like, not even, she's kind of like half-assedly like wringing her hands together. And you're like, come on girl, give us something. Yeah, and she, like, he literally has to pick her up and move her from not stepping into, like, a yeah. blowhole or something. And and, the, and then when he is being attacked by one of the ROUs, mm-hmm. the ROU is attacking him. And then it starts to go after her, and she's, like, kind of shuffling away, not even, like, running. And then you think yeah. she's going to do something because she picks up, like, a club, but then, like, doesn't do anything with it, is just kind of flailing around yeah, with the club. Yeah, she just what? Yeah, just yelling for him. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And I hated yeah. when she pushed him off the cliff. <laughs> she pushed him off the hill. Girl, I love that part. I love, there's so much that I love about it. I've also seen it 1,000 million yeah. times. So like, maybe this is also one of those things where it's like, I've taken the time to like add backstory in my head. Mm. Because if you look at this movie, the way that the premise of the the romance is set up, it's very minimal, mm. the information that they give you. And you there's no, no character development throughout no. this movie. The character... Okay, so, okay, so here's, here's my take on this, okay? So from the jump, the very first thing that we see, it's a, it's a black screen, completely silent. 
normally this type of movie would have like the soaring orchestral music and this and that, right? It's a high fantasy movie. The first thing you hear, you just see a title card, The Princess Bride, silence, and then you hear a cough, a little coughing oh, noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to the little boy in the bed, mm. right? And it's like from the jump, they're putting you in his shoes. They're saying this story is about how the little boy is imagining and perceiving the story. Whoa. So like, and so that's that's the kind of context that I've given it after maybe like a dozen watches over my lifetime because this is one of my all-time favorite movies. And a lot of the ways that they keep reminding you of that is through sound design. Mm. So that was like, so there's one part where there's um, the grandpa has come Oh, yeah. Here's the here's the premise, guys. So if you haven't watched the movie already, as always, go watch it. But there's going to be spoilers ahead. But <laughs> there's a little little boy who's sick, played by uh, Fred Savage. Oh, and his love- grandpa comes over to read him a story. And you kind of get the you kind of get the feeling that they're not the closest, but the grandpa is he's, he's doing his best. So he comes over and he goes, hey, kid, I heard you were sick. Let me read you a story. And so he busts out this book. The grandfather is my favorite. Yeah, he's he has like, dude, so many good lines in this movie. So he has many so lines. many good ones. So many just noises. So he starts. He, yeah, he's so he he pulls out the book. He says, "This is the book that my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father when he was sick, and now I'm going to read it to you because you're sick." And then the kid is like, oh, man, what is this? One of those kissing books, blah blah blah. Like he was not interested. And no. then the grandpa is just just anyone who has ever tried to show a friend a, a like a song or a movie and he's like no no it's good it's good i promise like watch this part like this is the grandpa right so he starts reading the story he's uh, the grandpa is explaining this beautiful love story this epic love story between um, buttercup and wesley and she is kind of like a peasant girl from a small town and he is the, the the boy who does chores on her farm i guess but do you notice that there's like no one else yeah. in those scenes it's just the two of them so that is another way that they're kind of like this is the kid's imagination of the story it's very simplistic mm. it's very comedic there's a lot of action so it's just like i feel like that is part of the reason why it's like that and he's kind of like ugh girls you know yeah um and then there's one part where the grandpa is describing them having this beauty they're kissing the sun is setting in the background and there's this dramatic romantic music and then it just cuts and the kid goes wait 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 hold on wait a second like it was like he's like this isn't one of those kissing books is it blah 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 so like that's another way that they kind of like remind you that this is this is the kid's experience and then there's also another part where he interrupts his grandpa later and he goes he's like he he it's the part where um buttercup falls in the water Mm. and yes the eels are coming around and vizzini says something like uh (laughs) They're gonna. They only make their this the this. What are they called? The, the wailing eels or the screaming eels or something? I think it's the screaming eels. Yeah. So he goes. They only make noise when they're about to attack. And then when he restarts the story, the grandpa says the line again. You see Vizzini saying it, but the grandpa's voice is superimposed over. Yeah. Him like the visual of him saying the line. So I think that was another really interesting like sound design thing they did. But yeah, I love this movie. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. As to why it feels so simplistic. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't think of that. I was just watching it like, I think because it's a movie I came to late. Like, I know that it's because I came to Mm -hmm. it late. Because I came to it late, I think it's obviously been hyped up a lot. And like this big sweeping Mm -hmm. romance and... 
like one of the end lines is like since the invention of the kiss there oh, have yes. been like Very five <laughs> that have been amazing and this beat all of them yep. and i was just like is that so i think <laughs> i think if i grew up with this movie watching this movie as a kid i would have been like yes this movie is amazing mm-hmm. not that it's just like a kids movie but i think you definitely have to see it through kids eyes yeah and you're right i didn't suspend my disbelief enough you know what it is all the best parts about this movie and the reason that this movie is a cult classic they're not the romance mm. even though like they're the um robin wright and carrie elwes are both very beautiful young people oh and they kiss and they're we love it and the, the, the soft hottest lighting, of gorgeous people i will say B- blonde hair blue eyes check check okay got it okay but they're very beautiful they're kissing it's clearly a very dramatic romance but like it's also like you don't um even though the romance is the driving force of this plot, it's not the best part of the movie. Mm-mm. Like, it's such a comedic... There's so much good physical comedy. There's so much good wordplay. There's so much good... I don't know what type of comedy this is called, but it's. I guess it's kind of like the deadpan observational, I guess. There's so, there's so many funny lines. Like, I thought after yeah. watching this movie a dozen times... I, I there's no way I ha, there's no way I could miss anything I've seen it all I've heard every line but there was one line that I heard I, I only noticed for the first time on this watch which was and I was like oh shit which was um it's when physic is fighting <laughs> Wesley he says he's like Wesley starting to get one over on him and he says I'm not used to fighting one-on-one I've been fighting in groups battling gangs for local charities that sort of thing <laughs> funny like he just says it offhandedly while wesley's hanging off his neck i loved the two scenes where wesley who at the time we just know as like the masked man is fighting Mm -hmm. inigo montoya at the at the top of the cliffs of insanity (laughs) that's the only way to deliver the name of that place that's the only way also i will say however fucking annoying wallace sean uh, Wallace Shawn's character was Vicini. Vicini? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However mm-hmm. annoying, he's so funny. So funny. Dude. So funny. Inconceivable! Everyone's so funny in this. And and I never really, really appreciated the friendship between Physic and Inigo Montoya yeah. as much as I should have until this watch because it's like, like, I was, I was, there's, like, I was just looking at it and I was like, oh my God, this is what non-toxic masculinity looks like. Yeah, it was so soft. They're, like, literally trying to say lines to each other that rhyme. Like, how sweet is that? Yeah. So. They're, like, Vizzini's picking on Physic and then Inigo Montoya comes over and he's like, hey, buddy, you are so good at rhyming. You're, and don't, don't worry about him. He's just cranky. Yeah. And just, like, being uplifting to each other. Yeah. Like, they're Building just each so other sweet. up. Like, they're, like, kvitzing because their boss is a shithead, yeah. you know? Like, how sweet is that? Been um, there. Been there. The scene where Inigo and Wesley, like, their banter at the, at the top of the cliffs of insanity! <laughs> their banter is so funny. Like, from start to finish. So funny. He's just like, how's it going? Slow going down there? Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's kind of difficult climbing the cliffs, you know? And then they just talk. I like, yeah. And fucking Wesley gets up there. He's shaking rocks out of his boots. And Inigo's tr- immediately <laughs> trauma dumping. Yeah. So fucking yeah. funny. Like, hey, by the way, do you have six fingers on your right hand? He's like, no. 
what an odd way to my father died (laughs) he was like he was like yeah i spent the last 20 years or so just getting good at sword fighting and um trying to avenge my father yeah i guess you could say i've been pretty dedicated (laughs) he's like the one line that he that i love in that conversation is when he's like He's like, yeah, my real business is uh, out here trying to avenge my father's death, but I work for F- Fazzini to p- to pay the bills. There's not a lot of money in revenge. Like, that was so funny. This fucking day job. Right? There's just so many lines that could have not, maybe not hit as hard, but also certainly could have sucked if they had not been delivered so perfectly. Yeah. This is one of my all-time favorite comedy scripts. Yeah. It's again it's just like the dialogue is good for all of the men it really mm-hmm. fucking sucked for buttercup yeah you know and like sorry that's my 2023 feminist talking but it's also how many female characters were there and then subgroup how many female characters that had talking roles how many female characters who were not either just young dulcet women or old fucking bags Yo, could they not find enough, like, actual old people or something? Every old person in this movie was just a medium old person in old person makeup. Aside from, like, the um, king and queen. Those are the only ones who were actually old. Everyone else was just in so much makeup. In old person drag, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, accurate. Yeah, so, like, literally, what? One young female character and then just a bunch of older ladies who were not paying attention yes they're either a hag the old ass queen who's like so rigid and then the screaming wife Witch. of yeah, yeah. the screaming Witchy, wife of Witchy. magic max or something yeah yeah, yeah. i am um, that's i found that hard but anyways the this comedy script was really good the banter um between any of the characters and like Wesley so good and like I think just every character Mandy Patinkin who is so hot love so right so attractive like literally my my types just a very blonde beautiful soft looking Wesley perfect Mm -hmm. pouty lips that's my like younger self so pouty so pouty like just like okay calm down Carrie okay okay Nick Carter Yeah. yeah Um, and then, like, Amandi Patinkin, who looks a little older, has crazy wild hair. Mm-hmm. Just a hairy chest. And I was like, wow, this is great. This is a great movie. 10 out of 10. You know? Um, dark curly hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> dark hair, or, like, a decent amount of, like, body hair and, like, ethnically ambiguous. Mm. This is a great movie. <laughs> That is speaking to you. No wonder it's your favorite. Mm, I, I, I love the the cinematography and the, the film of it. The plot and the plot is just his chest hair. His chest hair. It's just young Mandy Patinkin with like this renaissance blouse open in the wind sword fighting. Like, wow. What more could a girl want, you know? I love Mandy Patinkin. I watched, what's that movie with, with Barbara Streisand? Yentl? don't know that one do you know the one where barbara streisand dresses up as a boy as a i'm not i haven't seen too many babs films i haven't seen that one i don't think i think it's called yentl it's this it's the it's the movie where the song papa can you hear me (laughs) (laughs) can i tell you something embarrassing yes 
always. I only know that reference because of mm. um, Austin Powers. Oh, I thought you were going to say Family Guy. No. Is it Family Guy or is it The Simpsons? Someone will tell me, I'm sure. Um, okay, I feel a little chaotic, but I had a huge crush on a young Randy Patinkin when I watched Yentl mm-hmm. um, because he was the husband in it, the I'm love Googling. interest. Yentl like lentil? Yentl like lentil, but without the I after the T. Look at this one photo of Mandy I'm Patinkin. so excited to see this. Um, just whispering in Babs's ear. <gasps> no. Oh, so cute. You know what this is giving? What? This is giving mid-70s, like, folk rock singer. You gotta watch this movie. That's not what I was expecting. Oh, hello, I found the photo you're referencing. Yeah, you and Amy Uh, should watch this Say no more. (laughs) I do not need convincing. There's a lot of shirtless pics of him. Yeah. Wow, what a handsome young man. Right? (laughs) Hmm, I could be convinced. Mm, mm. Yeah, anyways, yep. I love him. He looks so different from in um, in The Princess Bride, eh? Yeah, I know. It's like two different actors. It's He's crazy. more filled out. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, but anyways, what a tangent. Go Mandy. Yeah, a Mandy Go. tangy. Go Mandy. Okay. <laughs> this is... It's a little all over Two the place. Two for you, Mandy Patinkin. You go, Mandy Patinkin. It's a little all over the place because I feel like um, it's a little loopy. It's a Friday night. But um, mm, mm, let mm, mm. me go back to the beginning. Let me read you the log line for this movie okay. uh, off of IMDb. Okay. While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. Yeah, great. That was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I can't remember the things we were talking about. Oh yeah, good comedic script. Um mm-hmm. Andre the Giant, beautiful. What a sweet He had sweet boy. Right. My dad met him <gasps> in the 80s. What? Yeah. How? Tell me everything. He was at some random bar doing like uh f- like d- doing photos with people and like signing g- giving like autographs and stuff. Oh, cute. I hope he had a good life. He <laughs> He didn't, right? It was, yeah, he had some issues because I think he had bad management in the early part of his career. Yeah. Did you know that an alternate to play this role of Fezzik was going to be um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Ugh. But by the, I know, right? It wouldn't have hit the same. But no. also by the time the movie actually got like brought to production, he had become like too famous and they couldn't afford him. And I was like, that's the best thing that could have happened to y'all. It is the best thing. Yeah. It wasn't like, as I was researching it, it wasn't like super commercially successful. But then like initially at the initial like theater release. But then when what what really did it was when it got released to, um, as a VHS to like home Mm. theaters mm-hmm. like home theaters why am i saying it like that watching it the, the vhs market is what made it <laughs> pop off and that's what made it become like a cult classic that's crazy right i love hearing about that stuff i think it was like all the kids fucking rewinding the second they they finished <laughs> playing they took it out of the v the vhs player put it in their little car rewinder rewound the movie 
Do you know what I'm talking about? How, did you ever have those? Kat, how old are you? I, I just rewound them with the normal v- VHR. V- I know, VCR. but there was What a- the heck? I can't say anything right now. Letters are so hard, and so are numbers. Anyways. It was, it was a time. What were you saying? It was like a fancy little thing where you would take your movie out instead of rewinding it. I don't know the reasoning. Maybe it was bad to rewind it in the actual VHS player. Who knows? Who knows the reason? Oh. I was a child. But you would take it out of the VHS player, put it in a little car, a little car thing. You insert the VHS, you press it down, and then it rewound it to the beginning. And then you're like, nice, fresh. And then you put it back in its case, and then you put it away. Did you grow up in an alternate universe to me? I've never heard of this. I grew up in the Middle East, so maybe. (laughs) Maybe this was like the elite technology that we didn't have in southern Ontario. (laughs) It was Ferrari car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Full option. (laughs) I, yeah, I think maybe that's what contributed to it is that all the kids were winding it and then um, yeah. being obsessed over it. But it was yeah. like nominated for one Oscar and it had IMDb is telling me it had seven wins. It, OK, it was nominated for an Oscar Oscar for best music original song, which is oh, my God. OK, the song that plays is it the credits, dun, 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 the song that <laughs> plays in the credit scene is fucking wild. Because it is not a well-written song, <laughs> to my opinion. I can't remember which one it is. It says, our love is like a storybook love. Oh, you mean the super 80s cheesy one? Yeah. Which again, yes, yes, listen, yes, yes. guys, I know it's of its time. <laughs> but I just, it was very painful. Oh, I thought that was a black man singing. That was not a black man singing. Do you want to know what my fun facts are? Yes, please tell this me movie. Them. One that I only found out today, which is that the film actually premiered at the Ryerson Theater in Toronto in 1987 at the TIFF. Oh my God, it was meant to be. Right? I'm like, I, I'm, that's crazy. That was the first place it ever played at Ryerson. So holler. Wow. Um, at represent. my roots. And then represent. And then the other thing I found out, which I had known for a little while, but I didn't know all the details, is that there was a live dramatic reading of the princess bride script at los angeles county museum of art the lacma with like several famous people in 2011 carrie elwes played humperdinck oh my god amazing okay fred savage reprised his role as the grandson (laughs) paul rudd played wesley (gasps) wait i think i've heard of this and guess 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 for me who played buttercup just think of one of your all-time favorite actress slash, actresses slash comedians. Who do you think it was? Like the first part, person that popped in your head. It was... Someone you identify with, you love their work, everything Mindy they do. Mindy Kaling? Yes, it friggin' was. Really? It was Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's not crazy that she loves this because I I mean, it, it hits all the marks, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably grew up with it too. Oh, she's obsessed. Yeah, I just thought that was so crazy. That's so cool. No, I was just like, right? no, it can't be Mindy Kaling, but it was. I could see it in your face, but you knew. I found the lyrics for some of for the song is called Storybook <laughs> Love. And I'm the, nervous. <laughs> the chorus is my love is like a storybook story, but it's as now. real as the feelings I feel. Mm. My love is mm-hmm. like a storybook story, but it's as real as the feelings mm-hmm. I feel. It's as real as the feelings I feel. Oh, for heaven's sakes. That is my, that is so many of my pet peeves put together in one. Exactly. Don't, don't rhyme the word with the word that you just said. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
Um, okay, I keep going on tangents because I just Storybook all of story. my thoughts Stupid are ass. all over the fucking place. I um, know, me too. It's okay. Girl, you're not crazy and neither am I. <laughs> Oh my god crazy supporting crazy what's your what's your favorite did you have a favorite quote from the movie oh there's so many cliffs of insanity i think scratches my brain in the right way <laughs> um i think also any of the things that billy crystal said is magic max oh yes 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 there's yes. something about billy crystal's voice that really scratches my brain i don't know if it's my low-key crush on uh mike wazowski <laughs> very chaotic <laughs> oh my god um, yo that's i'm not gonna be able to unsee that i'm crying to blave there were so many funny voices in this movie when humperdinck says princess buttercup <laughs> i love the way he says it and then the oh my god the my ultimate 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 favorite which would be so funny to me if someone did this as like as like a wedding speech one day ah! is if you just get up so seriously and you hold the mic and you take a second you look around dramatically nod you know somber moment and then you just open your mouth and you say marriage 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 is what brings us together today that was very funny i think that i will actually pay someone to do that at my wedding um as you wish oh! Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> there is a... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not so much the actual line, but we had just seen... Okay, we had just seen Inigo fight Wesley, and then we had seen mm-hmm. Wesley best... Um, physic. Physic? Yes. Uh, physic, yeah. Physic. And then I think he had already beat Vicini at that point already i think but it cuts back to prince humperdinck and i don't know it's just the fastest cut back from the action and he's <laughs> crouching on the floor and it's a little pause mm-hmm. and then he goes he's looking around on the ground and he goes someone has beaten a giant <laughs> yep <laughs> and like my favorite thing about him being like the best tracker is that yeah. you don't even see the things that he's looking at that would indicate yeah. like where he's getting it from. <laughs> it's just the shot of him like there was a fight. <laughs> yep. He just like waves his hand over some rocks, licks the air. <laughs> Someone has bested a giant. Someone has bested a giant. <laughs> and then he jumps off of the hill onto his horse and then they ride off. Yep. And I think so, that was so funny. So swish. So fab. This movie is so gay. In so gay. The best and funniest way. Like, their whole fight scene atop the cliff. The cliffs of insanity! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just getting more deranged each time I do it. But their fight scene was the gayest thing I've ever seen. You know what was the gayest thing that I ever saw in this movie? What? Did you tell me if you agree with me on this one. When um, Humperdinck is talking to <laughs> the six-fingered man, <laughs> and he's like... You know how I love to watch you work, but I've got a wedding to plan. I've got my wife to murder. I've got a war to start. I'm swamped. And then the six-figured man looks at him. He goes, get some rest. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You know that scene? I was like, oh, my God, kiss already. Jeez. They're so, honestly, like, I know that they were the villains, but they they would have been so cute together. 
Like, they mm-hmm. really cared about each other. Like, he's like, listen, you know I love to watch you work, but I have so many things on my list that I got to go do. So just yeah. have a great time. I'll be here when you're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Serious question. Do you think Humperdinck was giving Farquaad vibes? 1,000%. Do you remember when Wesley gets up from the bed and he was like, I had the energy all along. And he's like, sit down. And did you see him grab his uh, billowing sleeves oh. yeah. and tuck his skirt in when he sat down in the chair? And then put, My his, favorite thing. put his hands on the arms? Like, how amazing. I was like, that's, it a was lo- perfect. that's a little queen. I'm like, stop trying to marry Buttercup, bro. You want to be Buttercup. <laughs> like, just... He- your parents yeah. do not... Your parents are not upstairs, okay? They're not upstairs in their brains. You could do whatever the fuck you want, okay? Yeah. Go. You don't have to marry a princess. Go be the princess. Go be the princess you want to be, Humperdink. Humperdink walked so far Quad could run. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. The similarities are really. Uh, really what too else? Much. What other lines? I obviously like. It's more about the way that these lines were said. So, like, I obviously like the end where um, Inigo is fighting the six-fingered man and he just keeps saying, Mm -hmm. hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. So, so iconic. So iconic. And, like, one of the funny things that Ian was like, he's like, I love that he just keeps, like, he's in the thralls of trying to murder murder this guy, Mm -hmm. but he just keeps starting it with hello. Yeah. Because, like, that's the comedic part of it is that he goes, hello! (laughs) Because if it was, like... If it was like a Game of Thrones thing, it would just be him repeating, my name is Inigo Montoya, just like menacingly. But instead, he just keeps starting as hello. Like, just think of an 11-year-old little Spaniard seeing his father murdered, growing up, and every day he looks in the mirror, he's like, this is is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to walk up to him. (laughs) I'm going to walk up to him. I'm going to say, you murdered my father. No, 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 no. Too intense. Hold back. We had one brain and one brain only. Yeah, he rehearsed that a few times yeah, for he sure. He rehearsed it a couple of times. So that's for why, maximum drama. So then that's why when he got the chance to say it, he kept saying it. And you know what? Good for you, bitch. Mm-hmm. You t- committed 20 years to this life, to this bit, <laughs> to this commitment mm-hmm. of bit, and you fucking did it. And then another time I really like was when Physic shows up at the end with the four white horses. And he's just explaining. Oh Everything Physic does, I love. Yeah beautiful he was just explaining why he had four white horses he's like hey guys oh you found each other i have these four white horses because i saw them and i was like what if we all get to get away when you find buttercup and look oh wow you did find buttercup how nice hi lady (laughs) hi lady i love him everything he does everything he says is so amazing there's one part like my two favorite parts of his are when he does one where he does the sleeper hold on buttercup (laughs) he just reaches up and he must have hit the exact ultimate sleeper hit sleeper hold nerve and she just goes out uh, down for the count that was so funny to me every line he says especially that part that you just said and there's one part where they're trying to figure out how to get into the castle they're about to storm the castle and wesley goes oh if only we had this like big black cape and then <laughs> this, like, 
just pulls this enormous black cape out of the front of his shirt and it was like bro the the jokes the 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 things that you can pull off when you are the size of andre the giant his head was like three times the size of uh, size of carrie elwes head when they were when they were wrestling did you see the comparison yeah that was crazy when he put his hand near robin wright's head i was like oh yeah bro how nice would it be to just cuddle with him? That's the big boy singing <laughs> about. Oh my god. SZA was singing about Andre the Giant, bro. As she should. Do you think SZA likes the Princess Bride? Hmm. Yeah. I think so. Based on that song. I, think based I mean, on that song, she'd be like, stands a, to reason. That's a big boy. That's a big she was boy. watching it and she went, <laughs> I could. I could cuddle that guy. <laughs> right, writing sure. night at SNL was just the staff and SZA watching Princess Bride and being like, mm-hmm. that's a big boy. Watching uh, the Princess Bride. That's where they got that whole skit. With Andre the Giant and watching David Harbour in Stranger Things. That's it. And Mbaku in Black Panther. Winston. Is that the other, the... It was he in the first one? Mm-hmm. He's in the second one too. I know exactly. He's the one who's sitting there like on the throne like this. Yeah, and he has the the thing over his shoulder. Yeah, his big fur There's shawl. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And he's got okay. the biggest, mm-hmm. thickest thighs. Girl, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm also a fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're disgusting. <laughs> Is there anything about this movie that you didn't like? Like, I know it's your, one of your favorites. I know you have a familial bond with Johnny about it. Mm-hmm. But is there anything mm-hmm. you didn't like? And Amy, of course. I, I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like the scene where... <laughs> oh, no. Buttercup. When Buttercup jumps off the ship, she's immediately surrounded by these, like... Oh my god, I'm getting like goosebumps just even thinking about it because it really freaked me out. The like, eels? I don't know. I don't know that this is okay. When she gets surrounded by the eels and they swim by her, I can't. I I have to look away. It's so it's so fear inducing for me. This Whoa. may be ground zero for my big fishophobia. I don't know, but I that really is. set me off. It's it really does a number on me trying to watch that. I I just my whole body does a screenshot. I get so <laughs> like I feel physically ill, and I just have this feeling, this sense of dread when I watch it. It's Whoa. so unnerving for some reason. Yeah, I can't explain it, babes. But yeah, damn. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about this movie. Although I I will say that it's fair that like Buttercup could have been cooler. Yeah, Buttercup could have been could have could have. I don't know what accent I have all of a sudden. Buttercup could have been cooler. Just because, like, I always want... I don't know. This is the thing, is that you grow up and then you see women on TV and movies and you project yourself onto them because, obviously, they're one of the only things you can project yourself onto as a little girl. And it was just, like, even as a little girl, I would have been like, hello, do more. Yeah. I think I remember watching this as a little girl, as myself a little girl, (laughs) personally. And I was unbothered by it. I don't think I was caught up on that detail because I, I loved the, the rest of the story so much. I think I was distracted from it. Also, when we're younger, we, like, we don't notice these things. That's why it's hard for me to yeah. like watch it now, you know? Yeah. When I was younger, I would have been like, oh, I love Buttercup. Yeah, I think Buttercup is mid, but the whole movie as a whole <laughs> is amazing. Robin Wright did the best that she could with the material she had. 
Robin Wright is mm. Queen. And this is introducing Robin Wright? Girl, yeah. damn. She is a queen. The queen of trash. The queen of filth. The queen of putrescence. <laughs> Amy and I would always say that line over and over. There's so many lines from this movie that Amy and John and I would just be like broken record. It's yeah. iconic for us. This is like part of our family lore. Oh, one <laughs> of the things I I hated. Okay, so you know how you have that scene with the eels that you really fill you with dread? Yeah. The thing that... <laughs> The thing that fills me with dread is the scene with the albino. Oh, yeah, the torture master. Yeah, the torture master. Not even because he's torturing uh, Wesley. That's not it at all. It's the fact that he has some fucking gunk on his lip. Yeah, and dude. that is horrific It's so distracting. Me. It's so distracting. And he's like, yeah. I'm always just like oh, looking at it. And that fills me with dread. It's something. It's so distracting. I can. I couldn't deal with that scene. I really was grimacing. You know how like I was. (laughs) I always equate to like my barometer of what I can and cannot handle with like if um, I'm like, it's always the same way that Amy cannot watch cringe things, but I can. I eat them up. The Mm -hmm. way I reacted to that albino scene, I was like, this is my cringe. I cannot. (gasps) So what? Was it like body horror then? It's not even body horror because none of that stuff bothers me. It's just the fact that he has this thing on his lip and it's just fucking gross. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's like the definition of body horror, no? I don't know. (laughs) Because nothing else like... the thing on your body that's just really horrific. (laughs) No, because I've seen other body horror things and it's not like it... Mm -hmm. I react so viscerally. It's not gore. No. Yeah. No, I'm fine with all that. Give me... All of the nasty, nasty, gross things. Unless it's like a, a lip growth. Unless it's Some a lip of... growth. If it's a little lip yeah. herpes, that freaks me out. Sorry. Huh. Because it was, no, it was not normal garden variety lip herpes. It was radioactive. It was wild to look at. And it was just mm. distracting from his performance. Sorry. Dude, that's how I feel about when people have bad wigs or mm. bad makeup. Like, and when, I mean, like, bad SFX makeup. Like, the thing that jumps to mind is there was some movie that Lee Pace was in, and he, I think it was one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and he had this, like, blue mm. face makeup. And, like, all I could think was the whole time, like, that looks like the cheapest, quickest way they could possibly do his makeup. It looks terrible. I could, pro- I feel like I could do better. I did like, that just looking at it. In high school drama. Right? I was like, it's so awful. That's all I can see. And it's like these dramatic scenes. Or like when you can, obviously, I watched The Boys recently. There's this character called Queen Maeve. In real Mm. life, the actress Mm. has a shaved head. And she she's wearing a wig in every single scene, and I it's so 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 obvious. And there's even one scene where I guess um, I guess hair and makeup was slacking because her hairline slipped back a couple inches, like, and you could see the the shaved portion of her hairline. I didn't even know of her actual hairline, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I already knew, but this is like just at least come on, just <gasps> try. Hello, jostle it forward. Yeah, just a little bit. But bad wigs really annoy me. And and also bad contact lenses. I would rather, Ooh. if I was going to make a film or a TV show or anything, I would rather take the time and budget to CG people's eyes, the color that they're supposed to be, if we cannot get 
a realistic looking contact lens, especially because if a if a really bad contact lens like migrates a little bit, <laughs> you kind of go a little you look like a gecko a you little. You look like Pennywise. Kind of you look a little Pennywise esque. Yeah. A little yeah. And did you ever watch um, The Witcher? Uh, I started The Witcher, yeah. There's this one character who's like a princess or something. She's the one with like the white blonde hair. Yeah. She goes through like a fighting story arc. And she has in the first the first season she appears in, they've given her these terrible Alexis Bledel blue <laughs> contact lenses. <laughs> the Alexandra Daddario eye treatment. Oh, and then yeah, in the later ones, they... Much. Yeah, the later ones they CG it, and I'm like, thank God, because it was all I could see. I couldn't even hear the words. It just sounded like, <laughs> I couldn't even tell what was happening because that's all I could notice. It was yeah. awful. All body yeah. horror. What, what was I going to talk about? Oh, let's talk about the romance. If we must. <laughs> <laughs> I liked aspects of it. Okay, what aspects did you like of it? I liked the the way that he okay so at the beginning of their relationship um buttercup and wesley she lives on this farm he is the farm boy so she just orders him around and tells him to do stuff and that you kind of understand that she only figures out after a long time that the reason that she wants him around and she keeps on like telling him to do stuff is that because she actually is in love with him right yeah and it's it's so clear that he knows the whole time but she just is a little clueless about it. Yeah. And I like that aspect of it because it's kind of like the one scene where, I don't know, something about the fact that he knows the whole time, but he's not pushing it. He's just waiting for her to catch up to where he's at. And then when she does, it's so like, she, I don't know, I guess like she, like in that scene, I thought her acting was very good when she asked him to get the, um, like the jug or the jar off of the hook on the ceiling. Yeah. She's like, fetch me that jug, farm boy, whatever. And he goes, as you wish. He, he, he's like so close to her face and he hands her the ceramic jug. The lighting is so like nice and pretty. And then she's just like, uh. <laughs> I like that, that element of it. I just, I guess the kind of fact that like he's kind of like calm, cool and collected. And then she's kind of a little clueless and coming around and figuring it out as she goes. Like I liked that. I like that dynamic in romances. So do I. I see again in theory, all of these things work for me. There are things mm-hmm. I have liked before. For some reason, in practice, it didn't play off. Play off? It didn't play out the way I wanted it to. Or like the way mm. I would have liked it to. You know? Like, uh, yes, you are saying these things. And like, he's always just like, as you wish. Always just sub- uh, the strong sub- and silent type. Yeah, the strong and silent type submitting to whatever it is that she wanted, which is fine. That's great. But I just I don't think I saw enough of like I was told more that he was in love with her and that she was a little bit clueless than seeing it for myself. I just didn't think it was like enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted a little bit more. That's me being a little greedy. But, you know, otherwise I'm not going to be that invested. (laughs) You're just telling me I have to care about these hot white people and like fine i will twist my arm but not the way that i i could i get invested very easily (laughs) you know what it is um like i feel like we discuss a lot of efficiency Mm. in film Mm. and telling things um quickly and well and showing not telling and using those tools those like filmmaking tools to make people care about the 
characters more or make them more um, sympathetic. Uh, but in this, it's almost like the narrative structure precluded being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Because though, like I've thought about it and I'm like, there's not really anything I would take out of this movie. It's very narratively efficient. Mm. Narratively? The narrative is efficient. But that said, if you're like a little like romance, greedy little romance goblin like you and I, it's like we would have loved to see more of that. I think that's a different movie though. Agreed. You know? Agreed. like. Maybe that, who knows, maybe one day that movie will get made and I'll be there, you know, mm-hmm. in the theaters watching it. But I, I I agree with you, but I don't know where that extra, like, bit would go. Like, I don't know where it would fit. Yeah. I, I don't even have, like, a perfect solution for it, except it's just it left me wanting a little mm. bit more. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> Okay, Chris Evans. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and then, like, okay, uh, they get to. She finally clues into the fact that she wants him, and then he's like, "But actually, in order for us to get married and have a life together, I have to go away and get money and make something of myself." And mm-hmm. he just kind of leaves her. And I was like, okay. And I get it for the story, whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm going to go make something of myself. But it's just like, Mm -hmm. I think recently we've watched a lot of films that are the female gaze Mm -hmm. and that we've forgotten what a classic old male gazy kind of movie is, you know, because like even being efficient about the narrative and about the romance is very male gazy. Like, yep, I like her and she likes me. Good. Now on to the next thing, you know? What else is there? <laughs> yeah. It's not about the, like, lingering in between and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So even just the idea of, like, a man being like, I I actually have to better myself, so let me just leave you here. You sit and wait for me. I'm going to go head out, make something of myself, have these big life adventures, and then you'll just mm-hmm. be here sitting waiting for me. And then she apparently hears that he dies. And, like, all of those things is, like, it jump cuts to then all of a sudden it's like five years later and then she's gonna be marrying the prince and i was like wait why is she marrying the prince isn't this her true love like (laughs) didn't she fucking say that it was her true love and then we find out that it's because she thought he was dead but we find that all that out through a conversation that they both have with each other and well he says it like the narrator the narrator says it does he yeah like so when so you know that? the scene where she very dramatically is sitting in her room and she goes, I will never love again. That part. Yeah. It's immediately preceding that. The narrator says that um, word uh, like Wesley never reached his destination after he left her. Oh. Um, and he got his ship got intercepted by the Dread Pirate Roberts, who famously leaves no um, prisoners or keeps no prisoners. And then word when word got back to her, she was basically like, bella in that one scene where december november january february passes whatever you know breaking dawn or whatever friggin book it is so that's why she's sitting in the room being like i will never love again and then jump cut (laughs) to five years later why did i miss that i don't know what the fuck was okay maybe you have some kind of like maybe maybe you have some kind of like disorder where there's like um a deficit in your attention 
That's not true. Perhaps. I have not been legally diagnosed with it. <laughs> That's not true, Ellen. I've only been illegally diagnosed. And by illegally, <laughs> I mean myself and via TikTok. So, and by you. Mm. Illegally. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm sorry then for feeling the way that I do about that part. So that, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense that I missed No, Kat, your feelings are valid. What? No. Oh God, thank you so much, Mom. <laughs> I think you're still right. You're still right. Like okay. that, that is still true that there's not enough like the, the explanation for why she she pretends or intends to marry Humperdinck is there. Like, but you if you blink, you miss it. Right. Yeah. So maybe I just one big, yeah. long blink. Um, mm. You took a micro nap. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I just like her and Wesley coming together. It was like if they had this kind of banter at the beginning of the story, I would be way more invested than if he was just like, yeah, as you wish, anything you want. And she's mm-hmm. trying to be like, I like a little bantering and bugging and that kind of stuff. And then it was after he rescues her that they're like big, kind of like bickering and he's being a little mean to her. And she's like, how dare you? That I liked, but it was just like, he's just like gaslighting her into being like, yeah, you you left him. You didn't even fucking to love this him. day <laughs> when he when he has rescued Buttercup from Physic and and the the Mandem, and then he brings her to the, the top of the hill. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, you're a lying woman who has no like n- no respect and no loyalty." Blah blah blah. I never. And then he kind of like teases her for like getting married even though that she had a true love and she left behind and blah 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 and she's like you mock my pain yeah great line but then i never to this day understood why why he did that it's like was he trying to get info out of her because he already knew the answers like what i think he was doing the thing that joe fox did and you've got mail where he was just kind of playing in a cool and being like i know something you don't know nice callback to you've got mail thank you so much Because that's what it made me think of, where he was just like, oh, yeah, your piece of shit, true love of your life. And then he's just trying to see if she'll defend defend Wesley instead of being like, yeah, fuck him for dying. He's just trying to (laughs) test the waters. But it's just like he he just like antagonizes her in such a mean kind of way that I was like. Why are you doing that? It wasn't flirtatious and bantery and it wasn't like it wasn't like trying to get information or trying to like see. It was just cruel. It was. Yeah, yeah. it felt really cruel. And then she pushes him off the cliff and then she tells him, like, go die or something. I can't remember what the line is. And then (laughs) when he's falling down the tumbling down the hill, he says, as you wish, which I hated that. Like, I I just was like, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) so he says it and then and then she goes oh my god what have i done my dear wesley and then tumbles after him like as if i wouldn't have been like this fucking asshole and then just huffed my way down that hill yep and showed up with my arms crossed and be like what the hell games have you been playing huh (laughs) instead of like just falling beside him and then accepting his kisses unbelievable Mm -hmm. being like wesley (laughs) what where have you been the noises she made falling down the hill were very funny, though. Yeah, the tumbling down the hill is funny. <laughs> Such a big hill. Basically a mountain. Such a big hill. So long. She The way she throws herself is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, no, you couldn't, you couldn't just walk or maybe, like, scoot on your butt. She fully threw her whole self. She put her whole butt into it. Like, I mean, commitment. 10 yeah. out of 10 commitment. She was like... 
I that's my that's my boyfriend at the bottom of the hill. I gotta get down there as fast as possible. Did you notice that by the time she got to the bottom, she had passed out? She was unconscious. She She's threw so like, too hard, girl. For for someone who's so fucking soft and is very pliable and gets thrown around fucking and picked up everywhere, she just goes head on into danger. Like she threw herself down that hill, not even yeah. thinking about her well being. You know what I think the reason was that she was so like, um, what's the word for when you like blase or just mm. like she was so like dead to the world. Like she didn't really care about anything. She was like going through the motions mm. since she thought Wesley had died. One of my favorite scenes is when she gets taken back to the castle after they did the fire swamp and mm-hmm. <laughs> she's kind of walking she's kind of floating through the castle hallways corridors mm-hmm. like a little sad fucking ghost G- ghost <laughs> a little sad ghost and like literally she's doing that have you seen that meme of michael sarah in arrested development to the peanuts soundtrack or whatever and he's walking and his head is down like this it's literally like the <laughs> yeah. saddest little walk she's literally doing that walk and she passes by humperdink and the six-figured six-fingered man and Ooh, a six-figured man. Ooh. <laughs> Eligible batch. Hello. <laughs> I don't care if you wear a little dress. Call me. <laughs> um, she passes him and uh, passes both of them. And he Humberdink is just like, she's so sad about my dying dad. <laughs> she's been like that since the thing. They're just like, he's not even going to go I love, I love how he adds that in for no one's benefit. Like... <laughs> Like, literally, Bro, who are you telling here? Like, who are you pretending around? You're a pathological you know? liar at this point. So funny. Oh, there was something about what you said. Oh. Humperdinka, barely know her. <laughs> the six-fingered man. Did you see his little sage green velvet dress? I'm so glad you mentioned it. Thank you. The fashion? Yeah. I gotta say, I loved. Me I too. loved. A lot of the time when they do thi- when they do period pieces, I'm very picky because you don't have to get it exactly like, I'm not gonna like call you up if you used a type of dye that wasn't available in that century. But like, you know, keep the silhouettes the same. Keep the base garment, like the, 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 the recipe of what garments were available and mm. were like usually used. And keep that up upright and you know don't go cheap on the embellishments and they didn't they did great i love the costumes in this movie yeah and to be fair this was from the 87 yeah so a lot of the 80s movies they had a tendency to kind of like i don't know i feel like a lot of period costumes are kind of cheap in this in this uh, mm. 80s there but i liked i liked the production quality of this it was giving it was there was a lot of practical effects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i love mm-hmm. The costumes were amazing. I Yeah, it was very... It had all of the amazing hallmarks of, like, the dark 80s. Yeah. High fantasy. Yeah. I feel like this is a light more... You know how there's, like, light academia and then dark academia? I feel like this was more of a mm-hmm. light version. Like, I think this is light while the never-ending oh, story is dark, you know? Or, like, Labyrinth yeah. would be dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But the costumes in this movie are, like, they did it and they said, we're going to change some lives. Mm-hmm. All the little gay kids and girls are going to eat this shit up. People will be mm-hmm. dressing in these costumes for years to come. All of the outfits, amazing. I don't. I think it's just because like most of them are iconic now, but like it's sumptuous, uh, beautifully made. Wesley's billowing shirt, his satin mm-hmm. black shirt, bro. Give me seven. 
I will wear them to work right now. <laughs> I will wear all seven at the same time. Uh, billowy satin shirts, capes, capelets. Cape. <laughs> okay. Uh, sleeves that go on for days. Yeah. We've got it all. You got it all. What do you want? We got it. I just looked down at one of my uh, my notes, and one of my points was Mandy Patinkin is hot. <laughs> Capital H O T, baby. That's it. That's my biggest takeaway. He's such a hottie. There was one part mm-hmm. when um, Wesley rescued her. And I think she already knows that it's Wesley. And they're like talking about something. And he brings up his hand to like almost backhand her. Yeah. I, I conveniently blacked that out from my memory of this film. And I was like, when that happened, I went, this is not you, Wesley. <laughs> What's going on? So you mean to tell me. That you, Wesley, farm boy, have gone away for five years and you came back a misogynist? <laughs> well, I never. I watched the new Knives Out movie a few days ago. Oh, so. I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. it. Dude, I love it so much. And they're already making a third one. Ryan Johnson oh, directing. I love Ryan Johnson. So excited. I feel like that should be a whole episode on its own. But what? Just us talking about Knives Out. I would love to do that. I would talk for days. <laughs> I love, I love Knives Out. Yeah. Knives in, Knives Out. I, I'm there. I love Knives Out, the first one, and Knives Out 2. Two, uh, two knives, two out. <laughs> <laughs> knives Out 2, the knives are back in town. <laughs> knives harder. <gasps> knives. That's the best one you've ever come up with. Wow, that one? Knives harder? Apparently no. Knives. Knives to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> knives to sharpened. <laughs> oh, this is getting... Too sharp, too knife. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay. I think it's time to call it. Okay, okay. Wait, wait. What do you um? What do you rate this movie out of 10 oh. on your own personal ranking scale? Okay, okay. On a... Okay. Oh, God. This is a lot of pressure. A lot of people are counting on me. <laughs> <laughs> i think okay what does my heart want to say can you go first okay, okay yes okay so i give this movie 10 miracle pills out of 10 Whoa! yes despite its flaws i can't see i'm blind i pretend i do not see it this movie has so much emotional significance for me and it's so funny and there's so, all the good things outweigh the bad. Normally, I would only give a perfect 10 out of 10 score if I had no notes. But for this one, I'll make an exception. I don't think we've, either of us, have ever give given 10 out of 10. Wow. I just thought of the first movie I would give a 10 out of 10 to and I'm not going to say it. I'm going to save it <laughs> for when we do. Okay, yeah. Movie. Hold back. Hold it back. Hold back. Hold back. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited to find out what it is. Oh, God. Okay. I think my personal score would be a 5 out of 10. What is the ranking scale? Oh. Is it close? (laughs) I was just so concentrated (laughs) on the number. Um, Five left-handed fencing moves out of 10. I like it. Thank you. Picasso. Because like it's different. Oh my god, that Switch was so funny when they were doing the little fencing fights, and then they're calling out the different styles of fencing. Mm-hmm. That shit is so fucking funny. It was so over my head when I was a kid, but I was yeah. like, "There, this is this is some swordplay, wordplay, freaking 
all of them anything you could want baby we got it all on the cliffs of insanity speaking of okay we talked about how humperdink and um what's his face i love how you're like let's wrap it up and then we're just diving back right back in thinking of new things (laughs) i just keep thinking of more Uh things to say dive into that humperdink humperdink and (laughs) we talked about humperdink and his little gay relationship with the six-fingered man but we didn't talk Mm -hmm. about how wesley visick physick Mm-hmm. What is his name? F or V? Are, are we talking about Andre the Giant's character? Yeah. It's Physic. 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 Okay. F I Z Z I K, I think. Wesley, Physic, and Inigo Montoya, the perfect trio. A thruple? A thruple. <laughs> the perfect little thruple. I think that they give and take to each other all in the best ways. Aren't all heist and adventure movies really just about polyamorous relationships that could be? Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it's like either two people two couples and then all of their friends or Mm -hmm. like sorry one couple and all two people as one couple and all of their friends or like a thruple and all of their friends because like in oceans 11 i knew you were gonna go oceans i just knew it (laughs) george clooney (laughs) matt damon and brad pitt that's the thruple right and then everybody else is just along the the core core squad yeah yeah those movies got so ridiculous not as ridiculous as the fast and furious franchise but by the end, I was like, what is but this? But, like, pretty. Place? Ocean's mm. 13, we don't talk yeah. about Ocean's 13. Ocean's 12, kind of, but not really. Ocean's 8, baby. That's where the Ocean's that's where the 8, at. only son, single digits, baby. Yep. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about, like, when they went on their little adventure and how funny Carrie Elwes, Elwes is a physical comedy. Like, just being a pliable little mm-hmm. sack of human. <laughs> But yeah, I think their romance and like Inigo's crush on Wesley is more dynamic than I think Wesley and Buttercup. In my opinion. That's my opinion! You might be onto something. They all did ride off into the sunset on white horses together. Mm. So. Yeah. It's kind of romantic. Buttercup and Wesley had their little kiss moment and that's it. But like they all went together, you know? Yeah. Because what else is gonna Inigo going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Who's to say that nothing happened after no one who can never be sure (laughs) so that's my take where can the people find you on social media you can find me on tiktok and instagram at molly's outbox how about you kat you can find me on any social media at it's katherine ram surprisingly it's free on any social media i keep trying i keep signing up for things and it's available oh now you've jinxed yourself (gasps) no please not on drat Okay. I was trying to think of like an obscure one and I'm just so like out of it. If you guys wanted to get a more splashy, high content, high value content, you can go check out um, the podcast, TikTok and Instagram uh, at VomCom Podcast. Yeah. Leave us um, some reviews. Leave us some comments. That would be nice. Let us know how you feel about the podcast. I think we have a bunch of new listeners, which is really nice. Hello to all of you most of you from the united states of america so hello and welcome and howdy there partner oh god we lost them oh no 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 just kidding uh just kidding we love all cultures (laughs) to our friends south of the border how about that yeah just cut this all out guys seriously um we're so happy to have you here thank you and goodbye and um our storybook love is a story. 
Okay, goodbye. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to say goodbye. <laughs> I am fond of you, you know. And a girl? I don't wish you weren't such a stinker.